0: Welcome to the Digital Shinobi Podcast. That is the name that we have decided on for this project. I am Johnny. I am here, as always, with Tyler. You can find me at JohnnyC303 across platforms, him at Grand Lethal 16 across platforms. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm great. We have a name. We are official. I know, I know. Uh, We debated a lot about that name, um, but I think it's pretty good, and I'm excited about it going forward. Um, we've got a lot to get into today. It's our first episode, uh official episode. Yep. Um one of the things, you know, just to get right down into it that you and I have really been excited about uh for what close to about a week or two now is this uh Infinity War trailer that just came out.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I've I've watched it about ten times myself. Yeah. I harassed you to watch it. Oh yeah. Well you didn't have to week. harass me too much. I harassed my coworkers. <laughs> Yeah, at my part-time job to watch it, all of them, some of them multiple times a day. And now the Deadpool 2 trailer drops, so I've been harassing them for that one as well. But Ooh, dad, we're gonna have to do something on that one probably next podcast.
0: I just got a, I got a glimpse of that one as well recently. That'll be on the next episode, yep. Awesome, well, let's uh, just get into some of the things we thought are interesting about this. Um, I'll, I'll go first, uh, <laughs> you know, the very first most obvious thing that you can think about infinity war whether it's this specific trailer or just it in general is just like how damn op thanos is like i've been trying to wrap my mind around this uh group of heroes fighting him for Mm -hmm. as long as i've known that infinity war was going to be a thing yeah um so i'm just really excited like every time there's something new that happens and we get to see more of him on screen, it's just, I just get more and becomes more. becomes realer like, and yeah, realer. Yeah, you know,
1: and it's just like, oh, the, the, like the stakes get higher, right? For so long, he's been like the mid-credits, little ominous force out there, and now he's, he's here. He's got a physical form. He's about to whoop some ass. Yeah. He isn't just this vague threat in the end of Guardians and Age of Ultron and the first Avengers.
0: Right, and, you know, another thing is um, we're starting to really see his power in these, as more of these trailers come out. Um, he's gone from just being someone that talks a lot you know to like quite the oh. opposite it's like oh yeah he can uh, you know kill half the universe in a single second if he gets like what he wants and you're just like okay like that's really daunting to fight like oh yeah and what I, are the
1: odds here i wonder if at the end of either movie he'll literally get the last gem in snap his fingers and he'll just close the credits just close the black and go to credits i <laughs> and they lose <laughs> That's such a bold yeah, I, prediction. I don't know. <laughs> well, he's only going to do half the half the universe. He won't do the whole thing. That would be pointless. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Yeah, there's got to be something left, right? You know, like to one of the movies over. could
0: end that way. That'd be really interesting. Uh, kind of breaking the fourth wall in a way, but like in a really interesting, creative way. But yeah, I mean, who knows what they'll do? Um, I mean, what are some of the things that you're liking or or noticing about these uh, this latest trailer?
1: Well, uh, something from this trailer and the prior one I noticed is when the Prior Infinity War trailer dropped after Thor Ragnarok. I think it was the last week of November, first week of December. That's when they first hinted at a lot of footage in Wakanda. I don't know if the Black Panther pre-sale tickets were out yet or they had that pool, but they obviously planned to put a lot of the setting in Wakanda before they knew how much money the Black Panther movie was going to make. Like They had ideas, but their their ideas were always low balls of what it actually pulled so far, which I want to say is $1.2 billion. Yeah. So they were all like, this is going to be our, our big, one of our big settings in this movie, and we're hinging on it, and that's a fact. And Black Panther, well, it didn't, but it could have tanked, theoretically speaking.
0: It's a gamble that paid off tremendously for them. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah definitely. They've got to be happy with the momentum that Black Panther has had going into
1: this, uh, this movie. And I, I'm confident that a lot of the Black Panther scenes or the Wakanda-based scenes are not going to end up on the editing table after it killed the way it did. I I just, I don't see that happening.
0: Just a note for, uh, you know, you listeners out there, uh, I am rocking for the initial wear a Black Panther shirt I just got yesterday for the recording of this podcast. Um, I, you know, I, I love Black Panther as well and I think the Wakanda setting is just such an awesome, like, place, you know. And I think it's got so much potential as a battleground.
1: And obviously the scale of that battle is going to be huge from what we've seen so far. Oh, yeah. I'm also curious to see how Thanos reacts to vibranium or if he's familiar with it since that meteor did come from space. If he's like, holy cow, they've got vibranium. This is going to make it a little bit more difficult. Or if he's like, oh, yeah, so do I. I have it too. It's, you know, it's it's a thing, you know. Right.
0: Um, I mean, you know, since we're on the Wakanda topic right now... Um, <laughs> Uh, just first let me address Captain America uh, 2.0 or whatever you want to call this uh, this goth version of Captain America or whatever he is now this this post uh you know post the nomad version. Yeah, exactly. It's like post tradition Captain America that they're going to hit us with in this movie. Um First of all, he must be really in his feelings. Um I wouldn't be surprised if he's got like his fingernails painted black and he's listening to like a lot of emo music or something like based off the aesthetic he's rocking now. But can I also just say like what kind of bold move did he do where he's just like, "Yeah, I'll just go straight up to Thanos and like try to make like physical hand-to-hand contact." What could go wrong? Like Come on, captain. What are you thinking, man? Well, this is That's com- not going to end, right? That's not going to end well
1: for you. <laughs> it's not, but it, it sells it sells movie tickets. Um, it is very compelling. I'm I'm not really sure. I mean, I've I've done a little bit of research on power levels and Captain America has a maxed out 7 out of 7 in fighting skills. Um I mean, Black Panther's only a 6 out of 7. Granted, Black Panther's higher intelligence and speed. Right. But Captain America, I mean, historically has always been like this—this this kind of embodiment of will. Um, granted, he's not Green Lantern, so that doesn't mean much. But I mean, goodness, other than Sharon Carter, he doesn't really have anyone left besides Bucky. So I could imagine him making some pretty risky moves at this point. I mean, he—he's done with the U.S. He's kind of done with the world governments. So this is only for protecting people who can't protect themselves. He might do some ridiculous stuff like jump in between Thanos and maybe the vision. That's I, don't, a, I don't know.
0: That's a great point. I mean, he's got nothing to lose. Um, it, his whole world that he knows and loves has either kind of turned its back on him or – Or is dead. Or is dead or, you know, has just – there's been so much change in his life. And, of course, the huge falling out he had with uh, the Iron Man faction of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. And, like – You know, the thing about Captain America is he's just so strong in his convictions. Like, that's what makes him who he is. That's such a huge part of his persona. Uh, So it would stand to reason that he would put it all on the line. And, like, it's never been about congratulatory... Uh, glory yeah accolades or anything like that he just does what he thinks is right that's like the whole point of Captain America just a kid from Brooklyn you know even if the whole world is against you you still stand up for what you believe in and stuff so that's you know one of the things I'm really interested in I'm really I just love Doctor Strange for whatever reason he's just like one of my favorite dudes in the MCU as far as the movies go I'm not as into comics as you are but uh I do you know Look at them from time to time and stuff, but I mean, just from a movie perspective, what they've done, I, I'm really, int- I'm really intrigued to see what Doctor Strange can do, mm-hmm. and um, you know, <laughs> I'm. He looks like he gets put in kind of a situation by uh, one of the other characters. I wanted to talk to about that you seem to know more about uh, from this trailer, which is. You told me they're the Black Order. Yes, um, Thanos' children. So yeah, let's talk about them for a second. Okay. What's what's going
1: on there? Um. Well, everyone on the internet, prepare for me to butcher these names. Um. Let's see. I want to say. So I know Corvus Glaive is the one that's holding this. Not the glaive. You know, the one that you see in the prior trailer, trying to. Ext- I'm thinking extract. Uh, the Vision's Mind Stone. Um. I have trouble remembering the names. It's I fine. I confuse them because they're all like a color that basically means dark plus something to do with either space or the weapon they wield. We don't have to go too Crazy. far. You, you don't have to prove yourself with there's, knowing every there's single two detail. Spear, there's two spear fighters. There's one big dude that looks like he could probably take on the Hulk. And then there's one guy that's a space version of a magic caster, kind of like um, the alien from The End of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, or Doctor Strange, someone in his skill set kind of thing. And he's a... Uh, Psychically torturing Doctor Strange, probably uh, to find out where the time stone is. I don't know, but it looks unpleasant. Right, looks like he's skilled.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm very nervous for my boy Strange. And uh, you know, another time you see them here is when they've got Loki. Um, yeah, know, they got him in a bad down. spot. And you know, we know from uh, from all the way back in the first Avengers that
1: Loki is not on great terms with Thanos. Probably, uh, uh, he he he. Uh, he uh, kind
0: of effed up. He
1: was supposed to bring home another Infinity Stone, lost the one he was loaned. He's on the wrong side of a galactic loan shark, and it does not look pretty for him. Yeah, so
0: that's... And Loki uh, is such an interesting character. He's done so much evil, but he's also done a lot of good now. And I still don't quite know where I stand with him.
1: Um, you better figure it out because I think him and Nebula are in a ton of trouble in the first the first arc or first act of the first Infinity War movie. Like yeah, it could be it could be a wrap for them.
0: Well, and then uh, you know speaking of Nebula, uh, very related, Gamora. Um, one thing that I had not noticed really in this trailer that you pointed out to me is um, there's obviously a scene where it looks like it's flashing back to whenever Thanos took her.
1: As his daughter. When he conquered the homeworld. Yeah, the home and world.
0: you pointed out to me that you can see like her people um, behind the Chitari guards in that scene for right. a split moment. So, uh, you know, that's another thing I'm really interested to see, like, learn more of Gamora's backstory and see kind of like a
1: first uh, hand account of what that was like when she was a child and when he took her. I'm curious to see when in the movie it'll be placed because, I mean, if you saw the end of Thor Ragnarok and you remember when. Thor and Loki are in in the ship with all of the Asgardian survivors, the Sakaar, uh refugees as well, and then one of the uh, one of Thanos' ships or the one that you saw from the end of the near end of the first Avengers movie suddenly appears over them. Um, so does that happen at the beginning of the movie? And if so, then Nebula's probably going to go down, taking a swing at Thanos. It seems like her her story arc and her character development came to an end at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and you learned everything you did so. Does she get offed or captured or does something happen to her before you see Gamora's childhood when she met Thanos and you get some backstory on him? Because, I mean, if you show more of her background, then it seems a lot more impactful if you, she gets knocked off. But on the other hand, I mean, if you, if you offer earlier, you don't have to show like her as a kid, a side nebula. I mean, you know, you can do it either way, but I'm, I'm really curious to see how they're going to piece all these. I don't know if you'd even call them setup moments. there's so much shit that's gonna be going on in there,
0: yeah, um, but it definitely there's a lot of mystery to it, and you know these are the things that keep us uh you know waiting with bated breath right is just answering these questions. Is there anything else that you took away from the trailer
1: that you're really excited about that we haven't already touched on? There's a couple things these aren't spoilery, but they kind of are um so I've, I've seen a video on, on YouTube that kind of gave me part of this idea, but i I'd been coming up with part of it on my own. I think Groot is uh, part of the Yggdrasil tree that is kind of referenced in the first Thor movie and, and kind of in the second one too. So in Norse mythology there's like this world tree and all the realms like Midgard, Asgard, uh, uh, Malchus, Ardalheim I, I I'm not I'm not Norse you don't have to be a pronunciation anything. expert in the funny. frost Giants Jotun, Jotunheim and all of these different worlds are all kind of set up in like this tree form throughout their respective part of their galaxy and I'm thinking there actually is a tree set up somewhere some kind of world tree and Groot is like a sapling or a, I don't know maybe a, a little seedling that fell off um, and, you know, he's an offshoot of the group from the first Guardians. And basically, I think Thor recognizes him basically as soon as the Guardians bring him in, and he figures it out pretty quickly. Because you see Rocket, and you see him at the uh, place where Thor is making the hammer, which is green screened out of that scene when he holds his arm up and lightning shooting everywhere. You can see one of Groot's arms. I'm thinking the other one becomes part of the, uh, what did I call it? Thunderbreaker? Warbreaker? Well, real quick, pause just because you, you said I'm it into some so deep quickly. Stuff. I'm yeah, into the meta I mean, here. you went into
0: a really interesting theory there, which is when that scene when uh, Thor has just got lightning all around him, coming mm-hmm. looks like it's coming out of his hand, kind of. Yeah, you you pointed out to me that you think they shopped out a new hammer.
1: Yeah, the uh, photoshopped
0: or you uh, edited out of the footage, whatever you want to call that.
1: Yes. So there's a hammer. Uh, it's not Thor's typical hammer. I know. I know it was in the Ultimates imprint that started around 2000, and also it's the hammer Beta Ray Bill has. It's it's basically a, a mallet head on one side. You know, there's the middle part, then the back side is like an axe. It's like a war axe. Cool. Um,
0: I'm all for an upgraded hammer. I hope you're right. I would love, like, uh, you know, it was cool what they did at the end of Ragnarok where, you know, he lost the hammer, and they had the whole moment where he's like, are you the god of hammers? Or the god of, you know, and... Uh, So – but, I mean, with that being said, I I just – I like it when he's got a hammer. And if it's, like, a cooler hammer, then, like, why not be pumped about that?
1: Exactly. Um, What is it? So Mjolnir was the first one, and the second one is called – Stormbreaker. That's what it was. I was right on the edge. Stormbreaker. So that's the one that's in the Ultimates. Um, the Ultimates imprint, and that's the one that Beta Ray Bill generally has. Now, Beta Ray Bill, they didn't have time for him and Thor Ragnarok. I'm sure he'll come up in the future, Phase 5, Phase 6, Phase 7, not really sure, but it looks like that's the axe he's gonna have. I don't know where he would get the tree handle, which you see in, like, the toy that's already out, because MCU stuff is awesome and it leaks early, um, but I'm pretty sure that part of Groot's gonna make that, that hammer, which would be pretty cool. I can imagine that Groot's kind of this annoying little kid, but everyone kind of loves him, and then Thor's like, bowing to him or kneeling to him because he's part of the world tree, and it would be a really funny um dynamic but yeah I mean it'll be cool to see a hammer with him because cool as he is without a hammer especially at the end of Ragnarok it's just not the same if he doesn't have a hammer someone's got to have a hammer that's that's the bottom line there um other than that, the other things that I'm looking forward to is, of course, the dialogue between heroes. We need to see Spider-Man being a smartass. You see, him making fun of Doctor Strange's name, same way that Kaecilius did in Doctor Strange. <laughs> right. I actually went back and watched Doctor Strange last Monday, so it's very fresh in my mind. You know, when Kaecilius is like, "Who am I to judge?" When he says it's strange as his name, and Kaecilius just thinks he's, yeah. you know, labeling the act of, you know, I like I like sanctum. the little inside joke that they keep. Making with that,
0: it's not which going is away. Just like, yeah, it's like you—you have a ridiculous name in real life, and you became a superhero, and now no one believes <laughs> it's your real name. It's it, kind and of it's funny unique right? and strange. Like, yeah. like
1: literally, I mean, it, it's a strange name. It's strange, and yeah, I mean, when I told my girlfriend, "Hey, let's watch Doctor Strange," she's all like, "Why is he called? This? Is it because he does like magic?" And I'm like, "No, it's his—it's his actual last name." Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and then finally, the last thing that I really loved was Gamora's finger snap when she snaps her fingers, and then the trailer goes to black for a minute. Um, I could seriously imagine Thanos doing that in the next year and a half on movie theaters. Maybe it goes to black and then we just get silent credits. I would shit myself, I'm not even gonna lie. Um, yeah, cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think that the what the MCU in uh, the, the movie version of it, if you wanna call it that, um, is something that we both obviously really like and a great product, and they're making lots of money. So We love it, and, um,
1: you know, if Disney or anyone at Marvel Studios is hearing this, we'd, we'd love to collaborate and get some <laughs> of that mouse money. Yeah. You know, you know,
0: just send us a bunch of free uh, MCU stuff, right? Like, Hit you know? us
1: up. Anyway, we will table Infinity War because we could go on for more hours than we should. Uh, well, in future episode.
0: Yeah, I mean, another universe that you and I are huge fans of, um, as some of you already know. Uh, is the, I guess, the Naruto universe, you could say.
1: Naruto-verse?
0: <laughs> yes, and uh, the latest offshoot of uh, Naruto or the latest project in that universe is Boruto, which um, I wanted to cover because I haven't looked for a ton of content out there on it, but it's something that you and I have both been watching. Uh, I think a lot of people are in the same boat where it's like they were just having Naruto withdrawal and then Boruto came out, and now it's something to watch to kind of get that fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so we was wanted to have a conversation about, um, you know, what we're seeing there, who we're liking, what what's uh, what do we like, what don't we like, that kind of thing. Um, I'll start it off. You know, obviously the nostalgic part of me that loves, you know, the old Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. I'm just, like, really happy to see Naruto and Sasuke whenever I get a chance. Whenever they and, show up for Yeah, them. and, I mean, Naruto you barely see, and then Sasuke, like, you never see, practically. Um, but when you do, you know, it's just so cool to see them so powerful, and, like, you feel the weight. Like, they're almost omnipotent in this world. They're, well, they're just, gods. They're they absolute are. legends, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's also that thing of, like, this is a new generation, and this is something that happens in reality that fascinates me, is, like, things that we take for granted, uh, you forget that younger generations just might not know about it all, you know, or, like, understand it all. And I think that's one of the cool dynamics in this series is you've got this new generation... Coming in, and you know, it's like how Boruto—he's just so disrespectful toward his dad, right? Because the him, it's just for understandable his, reasons. For his sure. stupid, silly dad, but like to oh. literally everyone else, it's like, oh he's yeah, like a god, but to actually just all, all of mankind. Old man. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, so I, that's that's one of the things I like. What's what, what's uh, one of
1: your first impressions of it? I appreciate how the, all the kids are kind of like a deviation of their parents. um... Somehow it's refreshing despite being slightly, you know, kind of carbon copy-ish. So like Shikadai, I appreciate that he's like his dad, but I don't know. I think I think he's just a, an incarn- a more socially aware incarnation because he's, he's more competent than Shikamaru was. Um, all these kids are more talented than their parents were. Of course, they kind of had to be because you either had to make them way worse off or you had to make them way better, but you couldn't replicate their same storylines and their same kind of emotional character development-related uh, shticks. Right, and I, I just to, one note on that.
0: I mean, one of the biggest uh, ideas in this universe is that it's all about the generation below you surpassing you. Like, that's how this world expects things to work, or... It's like an ideal that almost every corner of this world strives for or is aware of, and there's kind of nothing you can do about it. But they, you also
1: kind of want to foster it. Oh hell yeah! If you ever watched Dragon Ball Z, I mean, when Go well, Gohan kind of was lame because of his outfit at the beginning of the uh, the Saiyan saga. But otherwise, it was really cool to see, you know, Vegeta freaking out when these half Saiyan children are, are just effing stuff up, you know, because they they're just at a higher power level. They're they're uh, their hybrid, you know, status with human just made them really potent at times. They could just do stuff that Goku and, and Vegeta for a long time couldn't do. It, w- it was pretty funny. Um, having kids that are just kind of prodigies, it's it's definitely interesting. You kind of have to because otherwise the show might get boring. Um, sure. Well, one, you
0: know, speaking of these kids that are prodigies, um, I wanted to ask you who some of your favorite characters are. I mean, you had mentioned uh, Shikadai already um, like what did some of the other characters that just really stick out to you and you know are just becoming your sentimental favorites like we all have that right when we watch these for sure these animes uh,
1: there's just people that resonate
0: with you for whatever reason more than Definitely others, so. and
1: and since you said resonate I should clarify Shikadai's not one of my favorite characters at all Shikadai's just one that I noticed the way he's cast I I feel like Shikadai is much more involved in like the core group of Boruto's friends and like the gang because I'm guessing one of the creators or the writers really liked Shikamaru and hadn't had that happen, so he's like making up for Shikamaru's not core involvement with the stuff. I will just say that stuff.
0: I am a big
1: sucker for Shikadai and Shikamaru. Uh,
0: I just I've always liked the I always liked what Shikamaru's like shtick was. Like he's this tactical, you know, genius and he's he's got a lot of great ability too, but it's not like his abilities are like Flashy. Yeah, I mean they're cool, certainly, but you know, he's not – he doesn't have a tailed beast in him. He, he's not pain. You know, he's really effective with his mind. He's and good at what he does. Yeah. So I've always liked that. But uh, that's interesting that, you know, you've kind of – not as hot on, on the Shikadai, Shikamaru family tree there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'll cover who I don't like first because that's a lot easier for me. Okay. Um, I don't like Sai's kid. Um, he's kind of cocky, and I probably missed whatever the reason for it was. So that's on me at the moment. Um, uh, shikadai I do like. I don't mind him being around. I'm not a fan of Metal Lee, and that breaks my heart because the first episodes of Naruto that I watched in the anime was Rock Lee versus Gara. Like I didn't. I read the manga religiously. I've got the first three years of Shonen Jump in physical copies still, but I didn't actually flick on an episode of Tsunami. And I somehow talked my you know 45 at the time year old dad into watching it with me. Mm-hmm. which you know got him on board cuz that fight is amazing. Yeah. Um but that was the first time I came in so I was I was really pumped to see Metal Lee and he's got this weird kind of gimmick where he like is anxious totally, and nervous. Yeah, he totally fails under pressure. Yeah. Um, which is I, weird. It's it's like underpowered compared to the other which is fair cuz they couldn't all father, be you know? prodigies. So, you know, giving him some kind of power cap is good because Wait, real quick the gates side are dangerous.
0: Note, who how who did I don't know Rock Lee have is. this kid with? Like They just haven't addressed Maybe it. Maybe like. someone
1: who has anxiety. I don't know. It would explain a lot, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know. And don't
0: you just want to know like who would see Rock Lee and be like, oh, damn, what's up? Like, well, Gar had so fans awkward. too. Well, Gara well, Gara, had fan yeah,
1: but Gar a badass. <laughs> so is Rock Lee, technically. I guess
0: I was never a fan of Rock Lee. I guess that's where – I mean, not. it's not that I'm not a fan. It's just I was
1: always just like, Rock Lee, yeah, whatever. Rock you Lee know. was the original cool character. I mean, cause he was cool before, I mean, Sasuke took care of Haku mostly Naruto. Yeah. The one, the Fox came out was cool. But at that point in the series, he was the first person to legitimately show his skills because that was the second round of the tuning exam and Neji beat up Hinata, whoop de doo uh, Shino beat up a guy who had like a broken arm or two broken arms, I think. Um Kabuto, I think, quit. I'm trying to think who else was in it. Kiba got beat by Naruto, but Naruto probably used Fox Demon Chakra. I don't remember for sure, but I think he had a lucky break or two. And then Sasuke beat up some random buddy of Kabuto's. So we really didn't see a lot of legitimate power displays other than Gar and Rockley. And Rockley all but beat up a Jin Cherokee before we knew what a Jin Cherokee was. So, yeah. Rock Lee still is great. Metal Lee, eventually, Not so I'm sure he will be. <laughs> but, you know, that's fair because Guy was so ridiculous at the end of Ship In that we kind of don't need to see anyone go nuts with the gates for a while. That is perfectly okay. Let's give him a real a real do-or-die situation before he starts doing anything crazy. I'm cool with that. True that. Um, okay. Is there anyone else I dislike? Not particularly. Um, the ones I like. I like the class president girl, the one who uh, summons that. New the new um she's cool i really liked her her kind of development arc it was it was really well done that was actually that arc was really well done that went through showing her stuff it's sad that now she's subdued and doesn't kick much ass but that's okay um boruto's cool i I like him his skills make him a treat to watch i understand why people might have issues because he's naturally so talented um, and can use you know Byakugan level uh, style or you know uh, Hayuga style martial arts, and also you know has like three elemental can, uh, chakra transformations, which is nuts. You know, um, other than those two, I like Sarada and I love Chocho. Sarada, I enjoyed how they took the I want to say it was the early manga and they adapted it for those episodes. Because the manga was really enjoyable, the episodes did well as well. Um, so I thought she was really well done. Because I mean, how else is a kid going to be when I mean, like Naruto's gone because he has work, and Sasuke is too. But it's a much diff. It's a really different kind of isolation that both these kids suffer from. Yeah, Sardos is really well done. Boruto's. Eventually will be. I mean, we've seen hints of it here and there, but you have to like see movies and read the manga and watch the show. Well, Sardis, you get from just the manga and the show. Yeah, Sardis has been covered way more in depth. I think since Boruto's the title character, they're gonna take a long time unpacking that. And that's okay, because um, you know um, you know emotional or you know uh, mental side effects of, you know, not having a strong relationship with a parent is probably gonna be a touchy topic to get into. So let them take their time and really and really massage how they, they go about that. Other than that though, Chocho. Chocho's my favorite light character, so she hasn't shown a lot of maybe emotional depth. Well actually she has. Um that was also in the part where Sarada went after Sasuke actually when she was trying to figure out who her dad was.
0: Yeah this is where I'd kind of like to get in there because we're touching on some of the characters I wanted to talk about and then you're also getting into one of my favorite arcs that we've had so far Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to jump in real quick and say uh, yeah Sarada uh, is one of my favorites too you know it's just Sasuke is such a badass to like see a little female version of him uh, kind of, you know, obviously she's a mix of both of her parents, but... And a cool mix. Yeah, nice. I, I think, I just think, I like her, I like the way that she's like, you know, the the force in the show that is trying to pull Boruto back from being so
1: out there and like doing too much basically dumb stuff all the time. And She's kind of actually technically the Naruto. If you like break down Boruto and Sarda Sarada's the new Naruto. And I think that's why she appeals the most, because... If you think about it, yeah, she has all these abilities the same way Naruto had a a ninth or, you know, he had a ninth of the entire, like, chakra within himself. Um, Sarda has all these skills and ability, and they're untapped. The same way Sasuke had all these pre-existing skills at the beginning of Naruto that he could use, and it was just up to whether or not he wanted to. The same way Broto kind of knows how to do all this stuff and, like, experiments with chakra transformation. And Sarada's like, I have the Sharingan, but I'm kind of unreliable at tapping into right. it. And I have all these skills, but... That's an interesting I'm not point. consistent yet. Yeah. And maybe... Yeah, she wants to be Hokage.
0: Maybe that's what's, that's
1: part of what endears me to her is like how... She's the new underdog. Yeah, yeah. She's the aspirational one that said, I want to be Hokage. I'm trying to learn how to kick ass and do all these things, and I'm the underdog.
0: And I think like the, the shock of Yuchiya uh, uh, <laughs> saying that to <laughs> like, you know, Naruto's son is so funny, like... Because we were so used to Naruto. I'm going to be Hokage, Hokage, Hokage,
1: Hokage, Hokage. And, and Boruto's like, man, fuck the Hokage. <laughs> yeah, and after and after Sasuke's motives for being Hokage at the end of Shippuden, and Obito's aspirations towards being a Hokage, and probably Madara's though, I can't remember. It's nice to see another Uchiha do it in a relatively not anti-Uchiha era within the Leaf Village. So if they choose to go back into Uchiha stuff, they can... Freshly unpack it for a new generation and yeah, uh, started off a lot lighter than the end of shipping in because good god, it got it got pretty heavy. When yeah, you really got into it.
0: I don't, and you know, I won't go too into it because I really want to explore that arc that we just mentioned. But some of my other favorites are uh, Mitsuki, um, Iwabe. I like a lot. Is um, Iwabe
1: the kid like with he's like he's the repeater, he's, he's the, that like earth transformation hammer thing? You know? Yeah, like, I love that, I love that weapon,
0: and then uh. You know, the, one of the characters that I'm ch- I'm really trying to give him a chance... I'm I'm pretty kind with stuff. Like, I don't have, like, biting criticism. I have a really good uh, suspension of disbelief where I'll, I'll try to give stories and characters the benefit of the doubt. One that I'm still having a little trouble with liking is Denki. Denki? <laughs> oh, or is it Ginky or Dinky? It's Denki with a D, I'm pretty sure. And he just, like, you know, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying they to, like... Him- they're trying to be like, look, you know, you got to be nice to, like, nerds and computer geeks. They're really important, and, you know, I kind of am one in real life, so, like, maybe I should sympathize more. But I'm always just kind of like, oh, like, it's a good thing that he's around to look at his computer screen. It's a good thing that he's backed up by Iwabe. Iwabe. Iwabe? Yeah, he's on Iwabe's team. And uh,
1: and Metal Lee. Yeah. I mean, Metal Lee's, like, a 50%, you know, performer. Iwabe's, like, a 100% performer. Genki's, like... Wait now you now you've got thing, now you've you know? got
0: me second guessing myself whether it's Dinky or Genki. I think it's Dinky. You, you keep saying Genki.
1: I want to say it's one of those. It's we all know who we're talking about. It's the kid that wears the weird Boy Scout looking blue well, uniform. Yeah, and, and it has like a top knot and, and wears he's glasses. Rich. He's a rich kid. He's rich too. That's great. You know, um, like Bruce Wayne. It, you know, he I was just, one of the first uh, people who was developed and.
0: Kind yeah of, right. He's you know when they that iconic scene where they crash the train into. Uh, Naruto's great stone face you know and that whole that whole deal at the very beginning of the series but um, we're kind of trailing off I wanted to talk talk about that arc with uh, Sarada getting to actually spend some time with Sasuke Mm -hmm. and I think what I liked about it most was just seeing Sasuke in action again Um, and a reminder of how badass Sakura is too um And, yeah, and just, like, getting to see her um, get some mentorship on the Sharingan and, like, her abilities from Sasuke. Uh, I really just love that arc. Um, Now, it was a little hastily thrown together, maybe, with the villains in that arc. But it seems like those have a lot to do with, like, the big bads that are
1: coming later. So what did you think of it? To be honest, sorry, I'm thinking about this. I didn't watch a lot of the anime at parts like I I jumped around with the anime and mainly just read the manga Mm -hmm. so after I finished Naruto Shippen and I started playing with the Boruto stuff the the one shots the guidance the early stuff that came out before they started to get into the serialization Mm -hmm. again and so I'd read a lot of I'd read the manga that is basically adapted into the episodes first and considering how out of the blue this rabbit chakra goddess from the moon came up at the end of Shippuden, I was totally fine with it. You know, there's there just happens to be some other people who have been experimenting on Sharingans, some rogue Orochimaru hideout. I'm totally, I can buy that. I can I can believe it. I can buy it because as the world gets bigger, you know, people kind of just pop onto the scene, right? Yeah. And, you know, they, there's probably globalization now of, of the Shinobi villages. And, yeah people are going to pop out of the woodworks, you know? Um, right. And I, that's a good point about Orochimaru, too, because, like, one of the things about
0: Orochimaru's character has always been, it's like, you always... At least for me, I've just got this feeling like, I'll we'll never know all this stuff this guy did. Like, he did so much shady stuff. He had his fingers and everything, his tentacles extended all around the Shinobi world, doing all these little, like, experiments and, you know he and Kabuto in their heyday, it's like you kind of These got the dudes. sense that like <laughs> they barely they were barely ever seen. Oh, I, that's kind of funny to say barely ever seen. But it's like they were barely ever seen fighting Naruto and the gang because they were off doing all this other yeah. crazy stuff. You know, they've got like... Experimenting on kids yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, um, Well, I guess Sasuke could always probably put him under a genjutsu and, and interrogate him. But I mean, take him years to get all that info out because yeah. there's a lot in there for sure. Um Oh yeah, Kabuto's still around. I forgot. Right. Yeah he uh,
0: he's he's living uh, his childhood dream of being part uh, snakish Still doesn't he still have the part of the horns? I I think so. He's like reformed now, and is he like the orphanage person? Yep he he runs the orphanage, which With all, is all these shargans like his childhood. children now.
1: Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, God. I know. I, when I they, really but, hope they sedated him.
0: Yeah, when they introduced that, I was like, I was like, really,
1: like. Do you, do you want a fifth shinobi war? Cuz that's how you get a fifth shinobi war. <laughs> oh, he's going to make another Donzo with an arm or something and just oh, good. At least he seems to be reformed. I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. It won't it won't I guess it depends on if that impacts Mitsuki will be the deciding factor if I care about an arc like that. You know, if it if it causes turmoil within Mitsuki's character, then yes. If not, then that'll be a waste. Well, um Yeah, you know, I think it's really great. I
0: like the aesthetic. I like how you've got all these new characters with new looks. And um, I'm really interested to see if anyone cosplays uh, as Boruto characters at SakuraCon this year, which uh, we are going to uh, this week. It's five days
1: out. I'm excited. How are you feeling about it? I am nervous. I'm not prepared. I've not packed, and I have not picked up all the pieces of my cosplay. So I am stressed, but excited, (laughs) but excited. Yeah, um, we'll be there doing uh, all sorts of, you know, press stuff. Um, Interviews with voice actors from some of your favorite anime, manga, video games, cartoons.
0: Yep. Um, I, you know, I went last year as a participant or whatever you want to call it. Just like someone to be there to take it all in. It was my first uh, con ever. Um, A
1: good starter con.
0: Yeah, yeah, I loved it. You know, mingling, like the things I like about cons... uh, Obviously, I'm gonna get my first taste of like being there in like a press capacity this time. But I just love the like mingling. You know, I love looking at everyone's cosplays and like trying to decide which one I think is like the coolest or the most well done. Or like, you know, you'll see one that you don't know who
1: it is, and then or you, you see get to eight like people dresses and you're like, I need to watch that anime. Yeah, right. Clearly, everyone
0: loves it this year. Yeah, right. And you're googling stuff, and yeah, you know, like I said, you're mingling, you're you're buying all this stuff. Like, at least I am, because I'm just like like, you know, horrible with with money, just blowing my money. Like, I'm like,
1: oh yeah, of course I need a a
0: lithograph of, you know, Itachi as a grown man. And then, you know, it like goes and sits in the corner of my room or something. Um, I didn't really get to any of the forums last year, which is something I'd, I'd maybe like to try to do a little more of this year, at least sit in on, find a few that interest me. And, uh, and then of course, you know, I'm really excited for the after parties too. So what are you looking forward to?
1: Well, let's see. I, we'll be interviewing some voice actors. Looks like we'll have around six as of right now. So I guess that, yeah, that'll be the big thing. Um, surviving the interviews. Those are always nuts. Um, yeah, if, if we can get through those, I'll, I'll be happy. I want to play some handheld games. I want to play some D&D, not d and well yeah, D&D if they have people playing it. They will in the middle of the night. There should be some some premieres of anime coming up in the next season, I'd love to see it. Like if they have the next uh, Arc of Fate State Night, that'd be great. The uh, the next, yeah, the next movie, that'd be cool if they have like an early showing of that. The Funimation After Party at the Hard Rock Cafe in Seattle should be pretty cool as well. Um, the rave on Saturday night. I haven't gone for a few years. I will bring earplugs and I will enjoy it. Probably. I'll make you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like stuff like that. So. And I can tolerate it with earplugs. You know, I can I can be there all night. Yeah. In case I didn't sound fun didn't fun enough, I uh, I don't want to get tinnitus. <laughs> 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 no, no, it'll be fun, though. I'm just being, I'm just being a wet blanket. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited, especially for the interviews. Um, there'll be a lot of cool people there. Um, Robbie Damon will be there. He played Saray in Tales of Asteria. Prompto in Final Fantasy Fifteen, and he plays Spider-Man in the newest Spider-Man cartoon, the one from last year. Um, Ray Chase, a.k.a. the voice of Noctis in Final Fantasy Fifteen, is going to be there. He also plays a couple of Killer Instinct characters. Um, Max Middleton, uh, Middleman. I always say Middleton. I don't know why. Uh, the One Punch Man will be there. I'm excited for that one. We should get him to like do some lines from the show. Yeah, definitely. Get, like a freestyle for for like our intro of our podcast. That's
0: uh, I so many people had told me about One Punch Man that I finally gave in a while ago, um, and just you know watched them all in like two days or something, and I I really enjoyed that one. So that that's one that I've.
1: Definitely, I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Anything else from SakuraCon? I mean, everything. I'm excited to be cosplaying because I have never cosplayed at SakuraCon. I have at one other convention as Ryu, aka I bought a karate uniform, ripped off the arms, then bought, you know, a red headband, mm-hmm. and that was about it. Yeah. Um, But this year I'm going as a Final Fantasy esque. Thief-esque because it's kind of a combination of like the Final Fantasy 3 and the Final Fantasy 5 and the Crystal Chronicles Final Fantasy class themes. So it's like a mix of, of like all these different iterations that Square's put out there. And I'm pretty excited. I've been working on it for a while. Just need to go buy like another thrift store, Joanne Fabrics, to finish up the pieces. But yeah, there'll be pictures up on um, probably our Facebook page of that in like a week or maybe in a few days if I put them up early. Um... Are you going to cosplays anything this year?
0: Uh, well, as you know, last year I did kind of an asuma esque um, I could not I couldn't with a straight face say Asuma because you know my physical profile just isn't the same. <laughs> I would. I would joke that I was like a mix of Choji and Oasma because uh, you know I'm. I'm a little bit of you were Leaf Ninja. Yeah, Leaf yeah, Ninja. Yeah, yeah exactly. If anyone
1: <laughs> ask you were Leaf Ninja? That's, that's what you did.
0: They really, really looked up to Oasma and really tried to, um, you know impersonate him but yeah uh i had fun doing that but this year i think i'm just gonna be a little more low-key like i'm gonna wear my leaf vest you know i'll probably take pictures of everyone else i'm gonna wear like you know some of my shirts that deal with different
1: anime video relevant you know but, uh,
0: but i'm really gonna try to take this press experience seriously and make the most of it and
1: Interview some folks. Yeah,
0: so I'll be a little more focused on that. Oh, yeah. I think you and I, are. it's almost like we're flipping roles a little bit from where we were last year. Like last year, I was more like the guy. All the fun. Just cosplaying and taking everything in. And I know that you, were, this is when we were first becoming friends too. Yeah. And you were just like, must be nice. Like, I'm just up here doing all these interviews. Which wasn't like, bad. I'm not going to lie. Right, it was can't not bad
1: at all. <laughs> I, I, I'm not complaining. I may sound a little... Worn out, pre-worn out, but I'm going to be honest. I had like seven or eight interviews, so I was dying. But right. It was fun. It was a ton of fun. Like, I mean, but it, it, it is anyone a would con. envy me. I mean. Yeah,
0: it, it's a great con, and I, I love the venue. Um, I love the way that you can just like – you're inside, you're outside. Uh, you can be in a high-energy place with a ton of people around you, or you can go find some privacy if you need to. Uh, to have a moment of zen, you know, and then you can just jump right back into it. So, oh yeah, really excited about it. Um, and it goes for. Thanks like three for letting days me be straight. a part of it. Like I'm glad that we've teamed up, and I'm excited to partner with you. Um, Wish we'd done it last year too. <laughs> hey, well, you know, uh, better late than never. Exactly, exactly. So we hope to see uh, some of you out there as well. If you'll be attending, um, you know, be looking for us. Uh, we'll be doing a little bit of. You know, getting the word out about the pod and some of our projects. Definitely. Um, you've got all your Grand Lethal 16 stuff that you can find on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, everywhere. Yeah. You know. And then I'm probably, uh, as this is very fresh as of like this morning, but I might start doing a new YouTube project. Um, related because like uh, you as you know better than anyone i'm starting to get a little obsessed with dnd mm-hmm. and uh if, I, I feel like i need to find that outlet to like share it with the world so i'm not just that guy that's like obsessed with dnd like
1: maybe you could roll up characters <laughs> all <and spy>. alone <laughs> for sure maybe we could have you roll up characters and, and describe one a week if you yeah. roll up characters based on popular anime characters or video game characters that are just widely enough known that anyone who listens in will know. Well, yeah,
0: stuff like that and, you know, just some of the things that I do as a DM, and um, because I'm now DMing two campaigns again. There was a while where I didn't have a single one to campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, or A single campaign to DM. Um, Now I've got two going and I'm kind of getting back into my rhythm and that's just something I love to talk about and it's such a interesting community of DMs and players. Um, People are always looking for advice. On things that they can try and uh, I think what I like about that community is that everyone just shares information so easily and there's so many great ideas Um, and D&D like the way the game is you know you can just do kind of whatever you want Mm -hmm. so uh, it makes sense that there would be a lot to talk about so that's something I'll probably be doing in the near future Um, you can find me across platforms as well, like we've mentioned. You know, Johnny C three hundred three, YouTube, Twitter,
1: Instagram, SoundCloud, Google search me. You'll find it all. It's all out there. It is, uh, and of course, me, Grand Lethal sixteen. So, of course, we want to leave you with some questions, get this discussion going, and we love to see you in the comments. See you. If you want to share this, feel free to follow us. Of course, so you get kept up with all the interviews. I've been uploading them like a madman the last week, so you may have seen. SoccerCon 2016, 2017, um, all the interviews, I think I put 11 up uh, in the last like 11 days. And I think I got AkiCon and KuronekoCon up as well. So yeah, hit us up with any questions you have for any of these people we've interviewed. If you have any questions you'd love for us to ask for any of the guests that'll be there at SoccerCon this year, let us know that as well. We'd be happy to get those questions up. If you want to send us like... Uh,
0: well, just things like, you know,
1: if there was a part of this podcast
0: that you liked or you'd like to hear us talk more about or... Topics. Yeah, topics. To cover. Uh, we're, we're, we're really open to feedback and we just want to know, you know, what's working and uh, maybe what we could do better. Any questions you might have for us as well. Of course. So uh, you know where to find us. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you on the next episode of the Digital Shinobi Podcast. Peace out.